How are we doing, everyone? And welcome to episode 27 of Talking to Mod. This week, we have an actor who played a key role in probably one of my all-time favourite films, The Business. And that actor is Eddie Webber. I've known Eddie for a long time now, and it's going to be really good to have a chat with him over this podcast. So sit back, relax, and enjoy episode 27 of Talking to Mod. Here he is. Oi, oi. How are you, son? All right, mate. Can you see me all right? Yeah, mate, I can see you. Can you see and hear me? No. You can't see me? No. Oh, f- fuck. What have you done? <laughs> what mate, you that's see? nothing. Oh, all I've done was press live when you are live. You can hear me, though, can't you? Oh. Yeah. Do you know what, mate? I mean, you don't need to see this face anyway. Sweet. <laughs> Whatever. How are you, Ben? All right? I'm very well, my friend. Very well. How have you been? Yeah, good, mate. Just a uh, little bit tired, really. Been a bit, been quite busy over the last couple of months with other, with more stuff coming, sort of thing. So just trying to grab a bit of uh, grab a bit of peace, as John Lennon said. <laughs> Good luck with that, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'm, I'm, if it's anything to you, I mean, I'm absolutely shattered as well, mate. I went up to the football last night in uh, West London and then obviously flew back to Belfast today and I'm absolutely wrecked, mate, honestly. And it's, yeah, I, fucking hell. Sound a bit like Frank Butcher as well with this voice, yeah. mate. My voice <laughs> <is really bad. laughs> but, uh, anyway, before, before we get on, we're going to mention this by the way this book and uh for anyone who hasn't got it we're gonna give this a good little plug at the end mate because we had a little thing i said to you you jump on this podcast and you went you gotta buy me a book and read me book and i thought well i'll have some of that and do you know what mate it yeah is actually a re- it's, i fucking love it it is a great read mate and uh we're gonna touch up on this in a minute eddie if that's all right yeah no, but oh no, i'm glad i'm glad you sort of i mean i wouldn't really I wouldn't sort of give it a give it a leg up, uh, Ben, unless I knew it was all right. No, I, I, I've been, I'm reading it. I mean, I've got a little bedside cabinet, and I've got a load of books. And as soon as I got it, I was hooked on it, mate. I mean, uh, let's talk about it now, actually, while we're on it. I mean, I opened it up. It sort other... of it, it it opens up, lovely, doesn't it? It sort of grabs hold of you, doesn't it? Funny you should say that. It's exactly what I wrote down in my notes. So when I read it, I actually thought I was reading a crime novel. I was like, yeah. about? what's going on here? <laughs> it, you're immediately caught up in it. And then you dig deeper and you think, bloody hell, I mean, you've had a life, haven't you, mate? Well, not, 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 you know, no different to the majority of people that I grew up with, really, Ben. That was the way of life in them days, where I lived in Bermondsey. I grew up in South East London, Bermondsey, and you was either a fucking hero or a villain, you know? Or you took the road in between, as the famous man said. Aye, no, 100%, 100%. As I said, I love it. And there's some lovely pictures towards the back as well. I mean, that one of you, of course, the iconic character, Ronnie, Leaning up against yeah. the car, that that is the bollocks. That picture, mate. I tell you. Um, yeah, no, it's a nice picture. That Jeff Bell took that picture. Th- yeah, Jeff, he loves his photography, doesn't he? Yeah, he does like a bit of photography. Yeah, he, he's sometimes a bit too much. 
I remember when I first met him in uh, in Margate at a Pete Doherty gig. I went up to him, had a little chat, and I went, any chance of like a second, you know, the business too, and get me involved? And he went, yeah, you'd fucking love that son, wouldn't you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, right, well, there's, there's lots of uh, little secret projects going on at the moment, Ben, you know, there's, there's, there's uh, you know, we're, we're sort of, after all these years, we're sort of starting to sort of stake our mark and enforce it, you know, with, with our own sort of, the, our own stuff that we're putting together at the moment. So, hopefully, fingers crossed, in the next few months, we'll be putting out a couple of really nice things, you know? Brilliant, mate. Brilliant. I can't wait for it. And for those listening and when the podcast goes out, let everyone know where they could get this book, mate, because it was very, very yep. easy. What I found, I mean, you sent me the link, boom, straight away. It was there the next day, mate. I mean, yeah, you can't well, ask for any more, can you? No, it's, it's, on, it's on Amazon. But if, if, if people want to go to my uh, Instagram account, eddie.weber, the link's in the bio, Ben. So you, you you press the link in the bio and it takes you straight to that Amazon site. I'll, I'll drop that link in the uh, description of this podcast, mate. And it yes. get people getting Thank on that. You, because it's, um, no, mate, I mean, I'm not just blowing smoke up your ass because I've had some people recommend me some stuff before. And um, listen, it, 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 it speaks volumes that I never really spoke about it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So that says, but I absolutely, I honestly do think this is a brilliant story. You know, it's, uh, as you said, it's, it just tells you everything you need to know about it. And there's stuff that people wouldn't expect. And I, as I said, well, it, that, that was a, it was, it was a naughty time when, when, when the police sort of fabricated evidence against me for them, them, uh, them crimes. You know, it was a fucking scary time, Ben. It was it, it wasn't something like you you know getting getting picked up for a bit of puff or anything like that. Or <laughs> do you know what I mean? It was a different to end up as an A category prisoner in in, in them places. Is is not of the? It's a scary scary time, you know. Would would this be like maybe making a film out of this book? Is that something like maybe a project in the in the future or something? Well, I mean, people have people have actually said that, Ben, but I can't. I, I really can't see the film myself. Maybe I'm too deep into it and too subjective about it. But I mean, look, what I wanted to do, Ben, really, the, the, I was sitting down talking to my kids one night a few years ago, and I was telling them some of the old stories of growing up sort of thing because I've, I've been straight with my kids all along you know I'm not one of them sort of people that I that, I, that you know about prison and things like that I told them everything that they need to know you know what I mean yeah because they're, they're your kids and and as I was sort of talking to them my wife said look fuck it, why don't you write it all down because there was so much to say I couldn't really do it all in a couple of sittings sort of thing so being a writer anyway I sort of sat down and I thought okay I'll have a look what the first page is like and I never stopped for 300 pages Ben <laughs> I'm glad you didn't mate because as I said it's a uh, it's out there now the world's gonna see it and I honestly couldn't recommend it highly enough oh. I think it's fantastic and I, I, again, 
And you got me blowing smoke. The titles are great. I love the title as well, you know? Yeah, yeah. Dude, I do as well. I mean, it's, it's catchy, isn't it? And, uh, yeah. Well, hi, diddle, it, hi, hi diddle Dee Dee says it all, really, doesn't it? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> fucking brilliant, mate. But Eddie, do you know what, mate? What I want to know, I mean, like I said, we touched off on the book, we'll get that out there, but what sort of music were you listening to as a kid, mate? I ask all my guests this because music plays a big part yeah. in my role. And yeah, for this, I was a fucker. For the rest Sorry, go on, mate. No, that's all right, mate. For the rest of this chap, pretend I've never read the book before. Yeah, well, I, 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 I was I was a big Beatles fan, uh, Ben. I, I, I loved the Beatles. I absolutely loved the Beatles. And then when the seventies come along, I really got you know I loved the uh, Roxy music and Mark Bolan and Slade and just. And, but then Zeppelin took over, you know. Then bands, them supergroups. Like I just I, I used to like really. I used to love really guitar-driven music, Ben, you know? Yeah. But I was always into blues. I was a blues person, really. I like Muddy Waters, Little Water, you know, the, 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 the usual sort of crowd, you know? Cool. Elmore James, Robert Johnson, just fucking totally. And that's, that sort of inspired me to sort of pick up a guitar, you know, and start learning the guitar. And then I started getting involved in bands in the punk era because punk blew me away, Ben. Absolutely, it blew me away, punk rock, you know, because we was just, before we was listening to punk rock, obviously the charts was full of fucking the Bee Gees and doing all that shit, you know. And then the punk rock lot come along and wallop. That, that, that was it, mate. That was it for me. And then obviously the eighties happened, and 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 all the all the music of the eighties. And then the rave scene. It was it was a nice nice couple of years to grow up because I, I was saying to my kids as well when the Beatles were releasing music in sort of 67, 68, I was like seven, eight years of age, you know, and we, and and that's when you start taking notice of a bit of music. So I was fortunate enough to, to witness sort of songs like Hey Jude and Get Back and all that at the time that that was put out, you know. Have you got a favourite Beatles song? Oh fucking no. Uh, yeah, yeah, I like Across the Universe. Uh, Ben. What what did you make of that one that they released oh, just before Christmas, wasn't it? It was like sort of like a closing track. With an, and the well, I did at first. I didn't, I didn't really sort of thought, ah, oh, fucking hell, it's awful because Paul McCartney sounds absolutely awful, doesn't he? He's, he's <laughs> absolutely terrible. And you can hear his little old man vocals going through the... Uh, going through the track. But after a couple of times of listening to it sort of thing, I, I sort of jumped and, and watching that video, because George Harrison and John Lennon, I mean, George Harrison's features eye up there with me as well, you know. His album, All Things Must Pass, was just something like, that blew me away as well, because it was the first triple album, because it was three albums. So what, what happened, all, all the music that, the Beatles never let him record 
when they split up, he put them all on. He, 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 he made a triple album and put all them songs on the triple album. It was called All Things Must Pass. It's just, it's just one of the most beautifulest albums ever made, in my eyes. Oh, it's an absolute masterpiece. He's probably one of my favourite bit. I mean, everyone says, you know, what's your favourite Beatle? For me, it would probably be Harrison. Um, I just thought the geezer was a genius. I mean, they all were in their own right. But for me, I just thought Harrison, I don't know. Well, it's... It's a thin line for me with Lennon and Harrison, you know what I mean? The other, the other two is just pointless. They were just bits of furniture in my eyes. You know? <laughs> yeah, don't need them, do you? Just have them two, Lennon and Harrison. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, when they, I mean, the sort of stuff that he was doing, because I'm a big, I go to India every year as well, uh, Ben. I'm a, I'm, you know, I love India. I just adore India. And so... That attaches me to George Harrison a little bit as well, like songs like In A Light and Within Without You and, and, and them sort of uh, beautiful little little songs he was putting out in the 60s, which were just so, so before their time, you know. Blue Jay Way, if you listen to Blue Jay Way on the uh, uh, Magical Mystery Tour album, I mean, it's just... Fucking hell! What is that, mate? And 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 if you think with him, without you, you know, in 1966 when Sgt. Pepper's come out and 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 that track come on, people must have just thought, what the fuck is this? You know? No, it's it's some band. I mean, the music they brought. Out, I mean, I love my music. My favourite band is the Jam. Though, uh, for me. When I, when I sort of... I've seen the jam. I've seen the, I, 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 I saw the jam on a on a gig with the Sex Pistols, you know, at the mar at the old marquee. Right. I bet that went off. Oh no, no, it was brilliant, mate. And 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 Joe Strummer and Mick Jones and all that was all in the audience. I mean, it was them days that there was no pretension really. It is like the musicians used to sort of hang out in the crowd sort of thing and bazooka joe i used to like them as well you know yeah i don't know if you know bazooka joe rings a bell well they become adam and the ants uh, after oh right yeah, yeah 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 so but they were when there was a punk band that was called bazooka joe it's they were brilliant mate really brilliant and and Little bands like Sam Spasm and the Orgasms and the Dam and all that. It was oh, just like, yeah, I'm a bit. I like a bit of the Dam. You can't beat. You can't beat that. But I mean, music's one of these things. We, I could, I can tell just by these last few minutes the way in the passion you've been speaking about the music that I could obviously speak to you about music for probably yeah. two, three hours, mate. And that's what I love about it because you know there's probably music that I've heard that I could talk to you about and then you could go and listen to it. Like at the moment I'm listening to a band who are from Ireland and they're, they're called the Merry Wallopers, right? And they were on, right. that, they were on uh, Jules Holland on... The... I saw them. Fuck. I saw them. Mate. I saw them, mate. mate. Fucking powerful. we powerful, mate. I, Three acoustics. I... Three acoustic guitars. That's the ones, mate. That's the ones. So I did a uh, gig at the 100 Club and... They they were there as well, and I thought before I went back and got the train, I'll go and watch them. And this was my first sort of encounter with them, and I thought, Jesus, it just blew me away. And I yeah. thought being in the being in the hundred club as well, an iconic venue. I yeah, mean, mate. I, and then when I when their album come out, uh, Irish rock and roll come out, I think in November, I bought that on vinyl, mate. Not stopped playing it. No, I can't get enough of it. 
can't get I'll have to them. check that one out, Ben. I'll have to check. And my boy's got a beautiful little band as well. You know, my Alfie, he went to Alfie. sort of music. He went to music university, a, a place called BIM in Brighton. It's like the British music sort of academy. And Roger, Roger Daltrey is the patron of the, of the place sort of thing. And he met another three lads in the university and they formed this little band called Comforts. You should check them out on... Uh, on Spotify as well. On their 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 handle is We Are Comforts. They're a good little beautiful songwriters. Really beautiful. The lead the, the 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 guy who's up who leads the band, Sam, absolutely stunning songwriter. Like the old days, you know, proper old proper proper songs. You know, beautiful, fantastic musicians. Really really nice. And they've got a little song called Message Message to the night amongst many more but to me it's just one of the most beautifulest simplest little anthemic songs uh, that you can hear check them out what, Comforts. what, was, what was that song called message to the message night message to the night right. yeah sending a message to the night i'll write that down beautiful beautiful really beautiful simple very, very sort of beatly as well it is, but with this sort of modern little indie pop thing going around it, you know? I have a bit of that because I'm always, I love discovering new music. I mean, when you discover someone, as I said to you a minute ago, like the Mary Wallopers, you discover them, you just go into a rabbit hole and end up finding all sorts of music that they released. And, uh... I can't get enough of it, mate. Honestly, it's a big passion. Of course, magic's my biggest passion, but the music, mate, takes it yeah. all away. You know, like yeah. Bob Marley said, when music hits you, you feel no pain. Of course, you don't, mate. I can't wait to see that movie. It's some good, there's some good music-related movies coming out soon, you know. There's a... Yeah. Not, I love... What have you, all right, talking about that, that music-related movies, have you got a favourite one? What, a music-related movie? Cool, fucking hell. Uh... It could be a like a documentary. Right? Have you ever heard of the? You've heard of the uh, Brian Jonestown massacre. Yeah. Have you seen the yeah. documentary? Dig? Yeah. On Netflix. Yeah. It's mad, mate. Really mad. Uh, I end, I ended up doing a, a three week tour with them all across the UK and Ireland, mate. And uh, mate, they're they're something else. Mental, mate. Mental. But I mean. Have you, yes, have music, you, music, music, movies, I mean, fucking hell, man. I mean, that's, that's a really tough question, really. Really, really tough question. I mean, I mean documentary, they're, yeah. they're all day long, but actual music the, movies. The, the Beatles brought out a couple, didn't they? You had, uh, what was it, Hot Days Night, wasn't it? Yeah, Hard Day's Night, Help, Magical Mystery Tour, you know, let it, the, 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 I think one of the best films with the best bit of music that I know is McVicker. Oh, I. McVicker, I the tunes in that. And also there was a, there's a movie called A Sense of Freedom where Rory Gallagher's doing it, another Irishman, Rory Gallagher's playing sort of acoustic slide guitar on it. It's just absolutely stunning, stunning, stunning. Beautiful, man, beautiful. I don't know, man. I, I mean, <laughs> I like this, this thing. I like this thing that I've, 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 I've watched it a couple of times already, The Dirt, oh, about Motley oh, Crue, you know, fantastic. Yes, mate, that, that, that's, 
that's insane. Yeah, I've been watching that. That's incredible, though. Isn't it? Insane, mate. Insane. Absolutely insane. But it just reminded me of, I mean, again, they come a lot later, but, well, no, they didn't really, was it? It was the late 70s, wasn't it, they were about? Were they? When were they about, Motley Crow? Late 70s, early 80s, yeah. was it? Yeah, it was late 70s because the punks, wasn't it? The punks, punks just happened. And they were still doing all that uh, Kiss stuff uh, and touring with Ozzy Osbourne. But what a great little movie. There's loads of them little movies about, you know. What well, one did I watch the other night? I watched one about... Uh, uh, fucking hell, mate. A blues singer, a woman. Uh, Bessie Smith. Oh. Oh, yeah. No. What was that on Netflix? Uh, I think it was on Now TV. I'm not yeah. sure. I'm not sure. Oh, yeah. And, and that other one that's around, they're called, uh, is it Cadillac Records, you know? Uh, the guy who, who first signed Muddy Waters and Alan Wolf and Etta James. Yeah. And, oh. yeah, yeah. That's worth watching. Mate, there's, there's some good stuff out there, some good stuff, some good stuff. And I also like that Oasis and, and, and them little bands, you know, that were around in the 90s. Yeah, you, you can't help but notice them. I mean, uh, Sonic, great, comp great uh, documentary. And then you've got Made of Stone by the Stone Roses, uh, talking about the Stone Roses. Incredible documentaries. I love I love that, like, like that 89, I mean, the juxtaposition of 1989 was mad because you had sort of the Inspiral Carpet, Stone Roses, I think the Happy Mondays were just starting to come about, but then, then you had the rave scenes just happening, you know, the original sort of acid music, then parties that were going around where the E's started going around for the first time. It was a magical time, sort of, 1989 till sort of 1994 you know it was a really really magical time i tell you talking about the happy mondays uh sean Ryder was in rise of the foot soldier the, uh oh, who did he play mad is it mad doggy plays yeah i was in the same one you that's, know that, that's why i'm bringing this bit up because yeah that must have been mental knowing i mean you love your music same as me i mean i've i've uh, done a lot of work with sean back in the day doing like a lot of q and a's with him that yeah. bloke has got more stories than a library. I'm telling you. Like, he's mental. It's a wonder he can think straight, mate. I saw because <laughs> I saw, I'm, I like Bez. I know Bez. I'm, you know, he's, 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 he's sort of a friend of mine, Bez. And, and I was watching TV the other day. No disrespect to Bez or anything. But that come on, uh, the week is linked, and he was on it. And I said to my wife, I went, oh, fuck me, he's going to go about one round of his best. He ain't going to last too long on this one, mate. And he never, I think he went in the second round. <laughs> 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 oh, like, he's fucking answering questions like, uh, it was just like funny, funny. Good man, though. Good man. I've, again, uh, in this industry, I mean, we find we just do a circle most people know everyone i've met bez a few times um i think i did a might have done something with him years ago but i remember i did um when he played bright and dome uh, sorry the mondays played bright and dome i went backstage and uh showed him some card tricks and i 
through his mind. You should have filmed these reactions. Like, yes. He was, his mind was Fucking blown. hell, mate. <laughs> How incredible. would you do that? Yeah, no, absolutely. He's, he's good people, mate. Good people. Just when the heads have been fucked up by all the <laughs> and everything. And everything else at that time, mate. <laughs> No, but as you said, fantastic people and uh, uh, refreshing to see people like that, mate. But we've talked about the music. I'm going to name three. I can't, three. I can't understand, really, because, like, my boy's band, Comfort, like I told you, Ben, I mean, I listen to this music these days. I can't even... I, can't, I don't listen to the radio. To tell the truth, I either listen to LBC or Jazz FM. That's all I can listen to. Yeah. I can't listen to anything. No. There ain't nothing to Not listen to. It's just, it's absolutely awful. And I remember when I was sort of 18, 19, ah, oh, the music, man, it was in the 70s as well. You, you, you loved it every, every week, every, every weekend. You used to go home and every Sunday night, they used to put the top 20 on, on the radio. You know, and it was just, and had a countdown, and every single song, every single one of the top 20 were all corkers, you know? And mm, mm. And you had Radio no. Caroline, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah, they used to bring out, didn't they used to do a compilation CD? Yeah, hey, don't worry, worry about that, mate. In 1972, <laughs> you know, they were the only ones playing fucking Black Sabbath and all of them, you know, they just... Just amazing. The pirate station. They was out in the middle of the, of the ocean, and they was just they was just playing songs that you you, you wouldn't believe that that the English radio wouldn't dare play. Play, you know, like the the boat that rocks. That was the film based on that, wasn't it? Correct. Correct. It's the, the, exactly the same principle. I mean, I've been quite fortunate, really, to be my age, uh, Ben. I say that to my kids that. They'll never ever experience what people of my age have experienced in music, you know? Yeah, no, no. Right through, mate. mate, right through the Beatles, right away through the 70s, right away through the 80s, you know, through the 90s. And that's it, it can never go back like that again. You can never experience that again, you know? And that's what, and people, there's a saying, you know, that, uh, People that dance to the music are deemed crazy by people that can't hear the music, you know? 100%, 100%. You know, um, and that's what it is. We've heard the music, the music, and people, and that's why people think a lot of people are sort of quite crazy. It was like that John Lennon, what he was doing. He heard the music, and he was dancing to the music, but the majority of the people couldn't hear the music, so they thought he was fucking mad, you know? <laughs> no, no, 100%, mate, 100%. Mind you, most of the geniuses in music are mad, didn't they? It helps. Well, it's a fine line. I think if you're skint, you're mad. If you're rich, you're a genius. <laughs> right. I'll tell you what, mate, love that, talking about the music there, but I'm going to list off three films here, right? Go on. I'm going to start... I'm going to say The Firm, The Rise of the Foot Soldier, and possibly... Now, this third film that I'm going to mention, you probably know what it is, right? And it's a toss-up between my all-time favourite film, either Quadrophenia or this film that I'm going to name next, and that's The Business, right? It's a ferret, like, you talk about fine lines, mate, it's like a hair. Like, I've watched yeah. Quadrophenia more times than 
I've had hot dinners. I can recite every every word. I could have it on mute and tell you exactly what they're saying. And I could do exactly the same with the business, mate. Right? But then free films. I mean, you've you've been in. God, I could I could be a listing them all day, like the films you've been in and what you've done, Eddie. But for me to, I just wanted to list off them free films. Yeah. The firm. Rise of the Foot Soldier and the business. Now, let's be honest, mate. Them three films alone would look, they would look outstanding on any What TV, is it? There's a link to all of them, really, Ben. Every single one of them have got a link to each other, really, because they, they were all part of a culture, you know? like Quadrophenia obviously was the culture of the mods and the culture of that. The business was this sort of criminal culture in in Spain. And I remember when we done the firm, I was talking to Nick Love and we was talking about how we should play the family, you know? Yeah. Myself, Camille and and Callum. And what we what we tried to sort what we worked out after it all was that that we wanted to try and t turn a stereo. I've said this so many times when people ask me about this this film. We, we wanted to sort of turn a stereotype around. You know that everybody thought that people that got involved in all this football stuff, all this football violence, and all that. They, they, they were, de you know, people thought that they come from sort of dysfunctional families. You know, so we wanted to just turn that around to say that this kid you know he didn't come from a dysfunctional family he come from a very loving family his mum and dad loved him very much and it was just the peer pressure and it was just the sensibleness of the mum and dad to let him just go his own way hoping that he'll just find his feet at some point you know and it's the same with the business you know that so with the firm it was that football culture so there was a culture now with the business it was that spanish criminal culture that was going on out there but the business was it was so much fun to work on mate i can imagine i mean i i it's one of them films like you know when you watch a film, sometimes you pause it, you go and make a cup of tea or you go and yeah. get biscuits, you go to the loo. The business, anyone pauses it and there's trouble, mate, I'm telling you, because I just, yeah. <laughs> I absolutely love it. And let's talk, we're talking about music, how good of a soundtrack is the firm yeah. and, and the business as well? Oh my God, mate, that is absolutely mind-blowing. That's Nick Love. I mean, have you interviewed Nick? No, no, but what a genius. Well... Yeah, yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, I wouldn't take away from the actors that he used, you know, to make oh, this no, film. No, of course not, of course you not. You know what I mean? I mean, it's, I think there's a big part of, especially the business, was the people, the actors that played the business, like myself and Jeff and Tamar and Danny, Danny. we sort of all knew knew them sort of people anyway, you know, we grew up with them sort of people because myself, Jeff and Tamar, we'd, we'd known each other since we were young youngsters, you know, around South East London and we grew up around all them people, the people that we was play, playing like Freddie Foreman and Charlie Wilson and all that little firm that went out to Spain and started off all the, all the, all the, all the, all the, all the smuggling. 
you know, we grew up around all them, the great train robbers and all that. That was all yeah. that was all drinking around Bermondsey. So when we come to play them parts, we sort of knew the subtext of it all anyway, you know. And I think that's why it's, it sort of gelled so much, you know. Nice. I mean, I went, me and the missus, we went to, uh, where did we go? Fungarola, uh, probably this time last year. And, mate, you should have seen me. As soon as I knew we were going there, straight on 80s casuals, mate, classics. Got the old feeler shorts on the firm. I've got the old feeler t-shirts. I've got the tracksuit tops. The bins were on. I was walking down there like I own the manor, mate, honestly. And uh, yeah. it, it, it's, it's one of them films that it just does it to you. You stick the headphones on. You're listening to a bit of Duran Duran. Yeah, a bit of down there. Yeah, and you think, I, I look the bollocks here. And that film, it's, it's one of them films where... You watch it and you feel good about it, don't you? You like it is. It's it's very clever because the way I think the way Nick done it, 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 there's a thing in film, there's a trick. You know, everything's a trick. You know about tricks, and uh, it's called saturation. You know, so when you're editing a, a movie, the saturation of the movie is as powerful as the actual performances in the movie. So if, if you want to start off beautiful and bright and everything, you saturate the film like it's sunlight, you know, and it's bright. And as the characters start going down the shaky roads, the, the saturation sort of minimalistically starts sort of fading down. You know, so the the colour of the film starts going with how your mind is 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 going with the film. So it becomes quite the saturation becomes quite subliminal with the with the whole thing. You know, it's a clever, 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 clever. The editors are the ones that make the movie anyway. You know, we, you know the actors and the director just shoot little clumps of film, little clumps of film, little clumps of film. And it's the editors that actually make the movie, you know? Oh, 100%. I mean, as I said to you, you know, I mean, when I knew I could get you on it, I, I could have easily just done a whole chat all about the business. And there's so much to ask about it. And uh, But again... Yeah. But again, to answer your question, Ben, about Quadrophenia, what a fucking movie, you know? Oh, mate, unbelievable. I was lucky enough, I did the uh, 40, 40th anniversary, I did a Q&A in, oh, God, where was it? Coventry. They did a CovCon, and they asked me, they said, do you want to do, like, a, do you want to host a Q&A? Mate, I was like, fucking get on this. Do I want to host it? There's a bear shit in the woods. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I'm all over it, mate. And uh, But as you said iconic film again another film with an incredible soundtrack i mean the who again you know yeah. it was like what i said to you about mcvicka the who all the who that i mean if you if you sit and listen to the soundtrack of mcvicka it is something else mate something else and then tommy and then just ah oh, i mean it's endless really this is why it was a really difficult question to ask somebody of an age you know what i mean yeah yeah that sort of they've grown up with them so they're, they're, you know everyone's as good as each other i don't think there's the and even even gary boosie's sort of buddy holly uh film he played buddy holly gary boosie what what a film Aye. what a film yeah, yeah. what a yeah. film if you haven't seen it mate watch it, no. it, it isn't it? 
the medication because Buddy, if they, if, if Buddy Holly wasn't around, you wouldn't have had the Beatles and all that because Buddy Holly in 1958 and 1959 was writing, producing, mixing, it just everything that he done you know he was the first to start really really using double track you know double tracking tapes uh tracks putting one track on top of another harmonizing with himself and all that and then he was the first one really to start putting strings on rock and roll records oh, it never I've been done it. really before that you know when you've got a free called song like I don't know, uh, uh, moonbeams or something. If you listen to Buddy Holly's moonbeams and you hear the strings that are going through it and all the, the classical stuff, it's just like, fuck me, that's 1958, you know what I mean? The Beatles only caught up with that in 1965. No, I'm a big, 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 big fan of uh, Buddy Holly. Uh, I went to actually a musical about his life uh, in Leverett years and years ago. Might have been called That'd Be The Day. I mean, that's normally what them ones are called. I could, but I, I, I'm not sure it was that one because there was one in the West End called That'd Be The Day. Yeah. But, I don't... but, that, but that, that all piles into insignificance to Gary Boosie playing Buddy Holly. It's called The Buddy Holly Story. Try and watch it, Ben. I You'll love I it. I have seen it because I loved, I mean, I got into that music from my old man. I mean, is again, my son's called Lonnie after Lonnie Donegan. Do you want another story? I'll tell you a story about Lonnie Donegan, right? When I, I lived in Marbella for seven years, and myself and a guy called Paul Newman, we started a blues band up. And we used to, we used to rehearse, actually, in Fengarola, you know? We used to use a little recording studio. But we was doing really sort of pure Chicago blues. And this guy, Paul Newman, he was like note for note with Eric Clapton on the guitar, absolutely fucking stunning, stunning. And one day we was in the uh, the rehearsal room and we was doing Fleetwood Mac, Sugar Mama, right? Door opened, Lonnie Donegan walked in. Oh, brilliant. And I brilliant. just went, it's Lonnie Donegan, <laughs> you know what I mean? He's just like... Because my old man used to have Cumberland Gap on and all that and, and, and Jack the Diamonds and all that all the time when I was growing up. And I really took that Lonnie Donegan stuff with me, you know, and to meet him and for him to just sit down and just, and he was just sitting down enjoying us, enjoying our music, you know. Brilliant. And it was just, um, it, was, it was an amazing fucking moment, really. I've seen. I think I wrote that in the book. I think I actually wrote a, it in the book. There's a bit about, a bit about the blues and and the, he's like, he's like, I've, I mean, obviously, I never saw him live or I never met him or nothing like that. I met his boy Peter Donegan. Yeah, he's a nice kid. He's a nice kid. Yeah, because he was rehearsing with his boy because he was playing in his boy's. He's, his boy was either his manager or they, was, they had a band together. He was a keyboard player or something. I yeah, can't remember. He was, the, he was the keyboard player. Yeah. That's yeah. exactly right. But, I mean, what? A, again, oh, my God. I mean, my old man used to play that music to me when we used to go to Butlins or something. He used to pull it yeah. on. And the first time I heard it, I was a bit like, are you sure? Turn it in. What's all this about? And then he played it again. My favourite Lonnie Donegan song is probably Railroad Bill. Nice. And, um, yeah, beautiful, mate. And Cumberland Gap, which you which you mentioned, beautiful song. 
Rock Island line is a masterpiece. Perfect. The way it starts off slow and then ends up going so fast. I mean, it was incredible music. Yeah, but that was incredible. a cover version, you know. I, I, I'm original, not sure. Mm -hmm. The original is, I have seen, um, I'm trying to think where I've read it about. I mean, we've got this lovely thing these days of a phone in our pocket. We find everything out. Sure. And I actually dug, dug deep about the, the, a lot of his songs. Yeah. I did, uh, yeah. There was um, Bill Bruzy and all that. He used to sort of cover him, Blind Lemon Jefferson, and just absolute brilliant, mate. And and of course, you know, without Skiffle, there wouldn't have been no Beatles, really. Hundred percent, hundred percent. He influenced a lot of lot of musicians. I mean, did, did you have, did you see that moment? On I mean, I don't really watch The Voice. It ain't for me. But that uh, Peter Donegan was on there. And, yes, uh, I remember. Said, he, he said, oh, my name's Peter Donegan. And Tom Jones said, any relation to Lonnie? And he went, yeah, that was my dad. And they done songs together. I never fall in love again. Yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful moment. Beautiful moment. I mean. Yeah, I forgot uh, about that. That was incredible. I forgot about that. Oh, man. You get this. Stuff like that is pure magic, isn't it, eh? Music is magic, Ben, isn't it, really? It's the only thing that actually calms any sort of vicious beast, doesn't it, music? Apart from all that sort of romper-stomper stuff. And, 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 but to them people, they love that anyway. But music is... I mean, the thing is, we are all made up of sound. You know, the universe vibrates on sound. And our whole body and everything, tables, chairs, fucking trees... Grass is all just audio, everything's vibration, you know, it's all made up of sound. So it's natural to us to adhere to sound, you know? 100%, mate, 100%, couldn't agree more. I mean, listen, Eddie, I, I could, as I said to you, chat to you for hours, mate, absolute hours. But I we'll do it again, we'll do it again, we'll do it again. The next time we've got something out or whatever, we'll do it again, uh, Ben. Well, to do i was going to come down i think jeff you did something with him in margate yeah. didn't you? is it the metropole that he did a little evening with jeff bell and he i think he wanted me to come down and little do a little bit in like a little bit of magic or something beforehand but um i was i was away somewhere gigging in glasgow or yeah i suggested so. it actually i actually I suggested it, it to him you know and uh what we done, we done an evening with, so me and Jeff just sort of sat up on the stage and, and, and invited the audience to sort of just question us about, well, it was more about Jeff, really, but, you know, but where we were both involved, because we've done about six or seven projects together, me and Jeff, film-wise, sort of thing. So it was really nice, and it was really, really successful, and what we're going to do, we're going to tour it this year, we're going to tour it. We're going to start off in Scotland. We've got a few venues in Scotland that want to sort of uh, take us on. And then we've got Newcastle, uh, Sunderland, Manchester, Birmingham, Leeds, Leicester. We're going to come all the way back down to London. Beautiful, beautiful. You'll be more than you'll be more than welcome to come on it, Ben. You know, if you any time you want to come up and open up or whatever, it'd be beautiful to do it because it is an environment where you'll be perfect with what you do. Appreciate that. Hopefully, uh, 
there's a date where I can get him bored and that. I know he once uh, mentioned a couple of venues in Belfast to him because he said he wouldn't mind coming over here doing something. So I gave him a few messages with some good venues. Brilliant. But um, that would be good, man. I appreciate that. So what's the next 12 months old for you, Ed? Well, I mean, I've just done this beautiful, beautiful film with uh, a lovely actor called uh, Charlie Palmer Rothwell. And the director, uh, David Leon, absolutely, I can't really say too much about uh, a couple of future projects that's going on sort of thing at the moment, because you sort of, unless you, you, you're told you can say things about them, but oh, beautiful, beautiful little movie. And I've got a couple myself, you know, I'm just in sort of talks with a, with a film company for one of my own scripts, you know, and uh, it looks like it's happening in sort of early spring Ben so fingers crossed from that and I've also got a, a cowboy a western series that I've written a, 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 like a season of, of uh, about three Londoners who escape a prison in, London, in, in England and they sort of make their way over to America and it's their adventures through America sort of thing so hopefully you know Netflix or whatever's going to pick that up and yeah, and there's another, you know, it's just things in the pipeline, Ben. Really, so it's it's going to be quite an exciting little uh, little twenty-four, I think. Good, good. I wish you all the success in the world, mate, because it's great to. I mean, for starters, I want to say thank you for joining me. Pleasure. You know, it's been an absolute pleasure. It has been a pleasure. And uh, as we started off, we mentioned about your book. Um, is there ever going to? Do you reckon you'll do some readings? You end up doing a little you know, a couple of nights somewhere and just read a couple of chapters from the book and then start, like, opening up for questions and that, that possibility? Well, 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 I've never even thought of that, Ben. You just, that's food for thought in itself. I was thinking about maybe sitting down and doing an audio book about, with it, sort of reading my own book sort of thing, which I think could be quite a... Uh, eventful sort of little thing to do not for anything other because this book is also about sort of you know just following your passion really you can start off life how you start off life in and out of jail and and whatever but you, once you get that little bit of passion to do something there's no reason why anything can't anyone can't do it ben you know 100 percent Jeff Bell, myself, and all that. We never, we, we, you know, if you you go back forty years, and you saw the fucking three of us, we were all like that. that something out of Oliver Twist. You'd never believe that we'd be doing, <laughs> we'd be doing films and we'd be doing the things that we do, sort of thing, you know. So. Yeah, it's. it's it, uh, I'm. I'm just glad you you, you enjoy the book, and 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 uh, to tell you the truth, Ben. So, of everyone who's read the book, haven't really got that that any bad things to say about it, you know? There's, there's nothing bad to say. I think, honestly, it's... Uh, I mean, I'm not a big, big lover of books, and that's the honest truth. If I could avoid reading, I would, because I've, I've got a short attention span. You know, it needs, yeah. it needs to catch me straight away. And as you yeah. mentioned before I even mentioned it, this book does exactly that. It catches you where you think, Oh, fuck me, I'm going to have to read a bit more. And I know. You know it, you're, you're, halfway, you're halfway through the book and you're like, it's three in the morning. And yeah, I, know. Christ, I should turn it in. But, I know. 
It's that first page, isn't it? That first couple of pages, you think, what the fuck's going on here? You know, because people won't... <laughs> People only know you as an actor, and when they start realising you've been arrested for fucking murder and armed robbery and attempted murder and obviously all, all fabricated by the police, the police sort of fabricated all the evidence against me sort of thing. So, but it's, it's another reason why I wanted to pull it out there, really, because all this stuff that's going on at the moment with the police and with everything, and they, they try and make themselves out to be goody-goody goody good people sort of thing they're not really no they're really not there's more bad than good in the police in the police service i think couldn't agree more mate i couldn't agree more i've, I've just got to say eddie this has been an absolute pleasure mate and i've enjoyed so much chatting to you and hopefully we can catch up one day maybe even do do something together um who Perfect. knows who knows what the future holds so but we'll keep you we'll keep you posted with the with the tour, Ben. And if you can come and jump on a couple of dates, that'd be absolutely brilliant. Hundred percent, mate. Hundred percent. But before I leave you, I've got to say one thing. Good luck with the Dutch. Yeah, I fuck the Dutch. <laughs> you with us now, son. You with us now, son. <laughs> Eddie, honestly, mate. God bless you, and I hope you have a fantastic year. And I'll see yeah, you soon. Cheers. Thank you for joining and, me. And you, mate. Take it easy, brother. See you soon, man. Thank you so Ta much. Bye, man. Bye, mate. Bye. Bye.